Welcome to the Living Word Podcast. To find out what we're up to, check us out online at dlwc.network. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Here's today's message. Today I want to share uh, something that I believe is so relevant. Our, Our series text for us is out of Matthew chapter number one, verse 23. And the word says, behold, a virgin shall have a child and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And the entire series is wrapped around the idea of he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so as magnificent he is in the, in the words of, of described in your Bible, he is that for you, and he is that right now, and he's close. And I'll talk to you about it a little bit more from Matthew chapter number four, but appropriate expectations are set by understanding him not only to be who he is in the word, but understanding him to be that now present with you because he's still Emmanuel. Emmanuel doesn't just mean he came. The Emmanuel means he's here. He's not God who was with us. He's God who's with us. And so that's the important part that we, that we grab a hold of today. And today, Emmanuel, I want to share with you today, Emmanuel is the light of the world. He is that. Matthew chapter number 4, verse 16 and 17, describe a little bit more about the circumstance that Jesus came into, very much describes 2020. He says, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the regions of the shadow of death, the light has dawned. And then he says, from that time, Jesus began to preach and say to them, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let me translate what that means. Change the way you think, heaven is close. Repent for the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? That means change the way you think. Repent means switch from one thought pattern to another. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, accessible. It's close. And that's the way we've got to think. And that's what Emmanuel sets up in each one of our lives. He said he's walked into the darkness and the world has seen a great light. That's Christmas celebration all day long. It's what we celebrate every day of the year. It's really what this thing is all about. How many of you would admit that 2020 has basically been pretty crummy? And the rest of you have been asleep under a rock (laughs) or in a COVID coma. I don't know what, what the deal is. But in the midst of all the trouble, Jesus is still Emmanuel. You know, in the first Emmanuel sighting, They experienced something that was absolutely unforgettable, recorded in the Word of God, that God wants to light up the world, those who sat in darkness in the regions of the shadow of death. And man, I'm telling you, it just describes for me, when I read that, it just described for me what so many have gone through this year, so many loved ones that we have lost, so many it challenges so many threats to our relationships and, and the way that, that life is done. Some of it needed to be changed. Some of it's just dreadful. Either way, the promise that God says to us is this. And by the way, I don't know that there is a promise to fix anything outside of Jesus. But this is what John chapter number 8 says in verse number 12. Jesus made you a promise and me a promise. He spoke to them again and said, I am the light of the world. There he is. And this is the promise. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. 
Man, there's a promise from God, isn't there? I mean, today, I don't have to be downtrodden. I don't have to have a bad attitude. I don't have to have a bad attitude about your bad attitude. I'm telling you, I, I don't know if I did that right. I saw it on TV somewhere. So there you go. Was it good? I'll do the truck driver and the swan here in a minute. But there's a difference. When Emmanuel comes, there is such a difference that he makes in us. He said, if you'll be a follower of me. Now, many people know about Jesus, don't follow him. Come on, somebody. In other words, you can get the idea that it's just almost a mythical story that has a bit of romance about it that creates uh, atmosphere for this season of life, and then it's on to the regular stuff. Emmanuel is not about creating a place for you to go at, in December 21st or 20, 20th, that's what today is. It's, it's about creating a life for us that suddenly the light of life begins to live inside of you and I all the time. Is it possible? Matter of fact, it's the only thing the Bible talks about. Everything else is kind of rolled out because of tradition and sort of staleness. And I'll talk to you a little bit about that in just a moment. But we must see Jesus. Please hear me now. We've got to be able to see him in the dark time as well as the good time. That when Jesus came into the world, he came after 400 years of prophetic silence. In other words, from Malachi until the announcement of his coming, 400 years of no prophetic word. And you can develop a lot of bad habits, a lot of traditions, and sort of a lot of remember the God who was but not the God who is kind of tendencies in 400 years. And all of a sudden, Jesus, his arrival makes a huge splash in the world. I mean, he comes with a celestial light show. Come on, that's a pretty big deal. But for, the, for, the, for those prior to that, there was no fresh word from God. And, and it's the word of God that makes an impact. It's the living word. Matter of fact, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The living word. There you go. And so, so much hopelessness can be garnered under 400 years of prophetic silence, no fresh word. It's all just memories and no current events. And that's the way a lot of people kind of treat the gospel. And I just, I just want to give a, a little piece of my own story that 40 years ago, there was such a hole in my soul, dreadful, lonely, never measuring up and never being able to fill up the hole in my own heart and life. And I, I had lots of reasons to be, I guess, okay from a worldly standpoint, but I couldn't, I couldn't satisfy the hole in my soul. It doesn't matter what I poured into it or tried to experience. And it was just all empty and kind of nothing and pretending to be okay when I wasn't, and I knew I wasn't. And there's many of you that are that way right now. Just what else is there? Do I look to religion? No, religion is boring. Let's go to something else. And I would have shared those same opinions. And I can't tell you what songs were sung, and I can't tell you what message was preached, but I can tell you this. When I called upon Emmanuel, not only did he come, but he lifted the darkness right off of my soul and filled the hole that no one else could fill. Come on, like one preacher said, I'm not just preaching, I'm telling the truth. And I remember it all so well. 
Jesus wants to do the same thing for you. Today, he is Emmanuel. My faith in that story, when somebody told me about Jesus, made a connection that is it's like a positive and negative charge, and it caused electricity to flow through my soul. And suddenly, I knew I was forgiven. I knew my life got to start over again, and Jesus would be the author of the whole thing. Just listening to the voice and following the pathway that God put before me. And it was just one day after the next of following the voice of my Emmanuel. And I want you to know that can be your story today. He will light your world. The light will arise in your soul and he changed, he'll change you just like he changed me from the inside out. This internal cycle of joy that he creates on the inside of us. And it's an invitation for everyone who may live in darkness or may have darkness upon your soul or darkness within your circumstance or interruptions to whatever joy you were trusting in. And I just want you to know today that, that God will do the same thing for you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's just who he is. As a matter of fact, when he lights you up, something happens to you that he begins to charge you with the same sort of mandate that if God can fill the holes in you, you can start plugging the holes in someone else. And so Isaiah saw it coming and he said in chapter 60, arise and shine for your light has come. He's not coming, he came. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And then he says this, this is the circumstance that God rises in our hearts for darkness will cover the earth. And gross darkness, deep darkness, the people. But the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen on you. That's the difference. You should have seen it out there at Stepping Stones Daycare out in that big field yesterday. I mean God's people shining like neon lights all over that field. Those people never saw folks so happy. And we weren't the ones getting boxes of food. We were giving them. And this is what it says. It says that the Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. And suddenly you became a source of life and a source of light in the world. And Jesus said so in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, you're the light of the world. And the city that's set upon a hill cannot be hidden. In other words, nobody can put your light out. COVID-19 can't put your light out. Racial unrest. And bigotry and hatred can't put your light out. Don't let it. I just want you to understand today that we are living in a dark time, but the light already came. I don't have to surrender to the darkness. The light is here. Somebody give me a good amen. And it doesn't matter what the darkness is. It could be the darkness, several things. Darkness of rejection. Maybe there was a separation in your life, in your relationships. It could have been that. Maybe there was some kind of rejection in your life. Maybe there's not a proactive rejection. You just feel that way all the time. I don't measure up. Maybe, ladies, you've looked at the cover of a magazine and said, I don't measure up. Well, they don't measure up either. They're airbrushed. They don't really look like that. Maybe as time rolls on and we get older so forth, and you begin to long for the hair that once was. Don't feel like you measure up anymore. It could be the isolation, the darkness of isolation. During this time, so many people that you love, maybe in a, in a nursing home or maybe in a hospital, you can't even see them. Isolation is everywhere. Maybe you're watching online right now, 
and you're isolated, I want you to know that the light of God will come right where you are. Maybe the light needs to come to the darkness of your poverty. Maybe the needs that are in your life. Maybe you got more bills than you got money at the end of the month. Maybe it's oppression. Maybe it's the, just the oppression of the moments that you're in and the not knowing what's going to happen in the world around us. It could be that, and it could be an oppressive weight of uncertainty in your life every single day. I'm, I'm here to tell you, arise and shine, because the light has already come. You can trust God. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him. He's with me. He is Emmanuel. It could be anger and conflict. Maybe that the instances of stress have caused struggle within your relationships with each other and suddenly there's conflict in the family. People aren't performing to expectations and disappointment begins the seeds of conflict in your life and in your home. And I just want you to know that Jesus knows all about all of those things. Yet his invitation is come to the light. Come and let the light of God rise in your heart. Arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And so he's not just a God to be understood. He's a God who you can experience. He's not just a historical figure. He's alive from the dead. And he lives in a promise from God with us. And he even calls his name Emmanuel. And so he came for all of us, no matter who we are or where we come from, no matter how lonely or hurting you feel at the moment, Jesus can make the same impact in you that he did in me. And he wants to do it. He longs to do it. He loves you. You say, well, if he loves me, how come this and how come that? Friend, there's a devil loose. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. Which one you want, you do have a choice. And it's your choice. But you can only find life in the author of life himself. He's the only one that can knock the death and the darkness off of your soul and bring you into a place of joy and freedom that you can't even literally understand or describe. You can just, you can feel the freedom that he alone can bring. Uh, Let me put it this way. The greatest surprise is not necessarily under, under a tree. The greatest surprise can be that God wants you to experience his presence. And he wants to surprise you with how real he is. It's like he pops out of the closet. Surprise! Maybe not that way. That would be scary. <laughs> but Emmanuel is never far away. He's close and he's personal. Just like his name suggests. He wants to talk to you today, and, and, and lo and behold, you also hear him talk back. Because it's not monologue. Prayer is not monologue. It's dialogue. It's the ability to interact with God throughout your life. He sounds just like the book he wrote. It's called the Bible. And after 400 years of prophetic silence, you're going to have to hear his voice because it will rock your whole world. Think about it just for a second, the impact that it must have made on some shepherds in Luke chapter number two. Luke wrote it down, but this was the experience that he recorded. Luke chapter number two, verse number eight, it says, and now there were in the same country shepherds, living out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. 
And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were greatly afraid. Come on, how many of you know when a light show shows up in the middle of the darkness, it's a freak out moment? Hello? I mean, a celestial light show's going on, and they've never seen anything like it. All of a sudden, the sky lights up. And the angel of the Lord said, don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy to all people. Say all people. He says, for this day is born unto you in the city of David a Savior. You say, why is he called Savior, Pastor Pat? Because if he hadn't saved us, there is no alternative but absolute dreadful doom. Not only now, but forever. And so my gratitude is equal to what he accomplished. And it's going to prompt in me a life that will forever glorify his great name. He saved me. Not just from sin's dominion, but from the punishment of sin itself. He took it upon a rugged cross. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. I think God just pulled a veil back behind that angel and let them see into the realm of glory what heaven was doing. That the Savior, it's time. We've been waiting for thousands of years and here he comes. I mean, Ed McMahon saying, here's Johnny. How many of you know it doesn't hold a candle to that moment? Well, you've got the angels of God announcing that the Savior is born, the multitude of heavenly hosts. They said, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace for the first time since the fall. Peace, goodwill toward men. That's what God has is goodwill toward men. He's not micromanaging the curse. Today there's a devil loose. The world listens a lot to the demonic side of this planet, but let me just tell you there is an alternative voice. Hallelujah. It is Jesus, the the conquering king. The Bible says he led captivity captive. He he led a made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in his resurrection. Jesus is not winning, he won. And today, he can turn the light of victory on in your life as well. How many of you remember this song sung by Debbie Boone, You Light Up My Life? Do you all remember this? How many of you remember this? You're old. Because it's been a while ago. But she sang that song, and everybody thought it was a romantic song. It was a song to Jesus. And it really changed the world. Today, as Jesus is celebrated across the world in Christmas celebrations in churches all across the planet, today, he will light up your world as well. In living rooms, no matter where you're participating in this service today, or whatever medium is bringing this into you, I just want you to understand today that he wants to light up your life. And even in the clutter of the darkness of your own soul, I want you to know there's a real celebration that can take place because doing it within stained glass windows, which by the way, we don't have any, but with stained glass windows, I just want you to know he wants to be celebrated and shine the light into your life no matter where you are and what day you're having. 
It might be described as a great day. It might be described as a tough day. Whatever it is, Emmanuel wants to invade. And it'd be goodwill toward men. Today. It's easy to hear messages. I, I just want you to understand today. You can hear messages all over the internet, all over live services, and all kinds of different things that are going on. It's not difficult to get a message, but it's hard to find transformation. Because people are looking for a message, and I just want you to know I'm not. He says it's a funny thing for a preacher to say. Yeah, but the point of the message is finding him. And that's what it's all about. I don't need another message. What I need is the living word living in here. And that's what I need. And thank God for the celebration. And thank God for the organization called the church that he is, is the one that's responsible for the whole thing. Pass it along. God wants us each to experience his victory. It is the Christmas present of all Christmas presents. It's more than a message. It's transformation. It's knowing him and the impact that he has. Those that follow me, he said in John 8, I will give you the light of life. And that's what we have. Lost people know about God, but they want to experience God, and that's what they really want. I don't want to just hear about another message. I, I want him. God, if you're real, how many times has that prayer been prayed by the billions of times? God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. Don't underestimate the power of a message because if you'll begin to listen to your heart and get your eyes off of the distraction, it might just be today that you begin to hear his voice. He's got the most amazing way of reaching out to individuals because he knows you. He knows you. And he desires to have an encounter with you. Even in the midst of a suffering world, Emmanuel has the answer for a suffering world. Let me read you this story. I actually, I think I read this last year, but, it, but it's such a great story. It bears repetition again. God knows right where you are. In 1965, a family reunion in Florida was taking place, and a grandmother woke up at 2 a.m. in the morning, issuing an order to get as many empty Coke bottles as possible, corks and paper. She said, I've received a message from the Lord. And she said, people must hear the word of God. They've got to hear the gospel. And so she wrote verses on pieces of paper, and the grandchildren uh, bottled them and put corks in the, those bottles. Everyone deposited 200, over 200 bottles into the surf at Cocoa Beach, Florida. That's close to Cape Canaveral. And so people contacted and thanked her for the scriptures over the years that they had received, pulling them out of the water. And so she died in, in 70, 74, nine years after this whole event. Grandma passed away, Mrs. Goss. The next month, a letter arrived, and this is what it said. Dear Mrs. Goss, I'm writing this letter by candlelight. We no longer have electricity on the farm. My husband was killed in a fall off of a tractor as it turned over. He left me with 11 children, and today... The bank is foreclosing on my house. I have one loaf of bread left. There's snow on the ground, and Christmas is two weeks away. I prayed for forgiveness before I went to drown myself. The river was frozen and, and for a week, and I knew it wouldn't take long. When I broke the ice, a Coke bottle floated through the ice. I opened it, and with tears and trembling hands, I read about hope, and Ecclesiastes 9 says, 
but for him who is joined to all the living, there is hope. And then she said, you went on to reference other scriptures like Hebrews 7, Hebrews 6, John chapter number 3, verse number 3, and I came home and read my Bible, and now I'm thanking God for the message. We're going to be okay now. Please pray for me. We're all right. May God bless you and yours from a farm in Ohio. Hmm. How did a life-saving Coke bottle make it, uh, make it nine years' journey all the way to Cocoa, from Cocoa Beach, Florida to a river in Ohio? Not just any river, mind you, but the right river at the right farm at the right time. I can almost hear Mrs. Goss's Coke bottle angels patrol sighing in relief as the last message is delivered two weeks before Christmas. I can imagine God explaining to the angels the last one will be the Christmas present that everyone can receive. It's, it will deliver much needed hope to humans, a message delivered 2,000 years ago. Coke bottle can transform a life. I don't know where you are or what you're experiencing. I just know this. He is several things for us. He is glorious. He is the light of the world. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever in Emmanuel, which is God with you at your home, riding home in your car, is glorious. And he still lights the world. And it requires faith to make the connection, very much like wires connected together bring a charge. And it's the same thing when your faith meets the truth of God's word. It causes an explosion of joyous power because he's glorious. Secondly, he's available. He's as close as the mention of his name. This, listen, this is not a farm in Ohio with a frozen creek behind it, but it might just be your Coke bottle moment. He's available. Number three, he's the same. Everything you read about him in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is who you'll experience today with the same kindness that would open blinded eyes, make cripples to walk, and even raise the dead. That's who he is. And the fourth quality that I'll bring up is appropriate for the moment, and it's this. He's glorious. He's available. He's the same. And number four, he's waiting. Waiting for a faith response from somebody who needs a Coke bottle moment in your life. And God will do the same thing for you that he did for that dear lady in tragic circumstance, and I don't know what the tragedy may be for you. I'm just telling you, he's the same. He is Emmanuel. Bow your heads with me across the room, and those of you watching online right now, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you can feel the tug of the Holy Spirit in your life. Don't underestimate the power of one of these moments in, in service with us, because God can do amazing and miraculous things but at some point, you've got to leave it as, as a story and, re, and imagine it as being a moment in your life where a real Savior comes crashing into your darkness with an announcement, peace 
on earth and goodwill toward you. And at some point, your faith has got to connect with what he shared in his word. I'll give it my best shot, but I'm going to tell you the, the message you need to respond to is not mine. It's the one that God's preaching in your heart right now. And he will light up your life. Let him fill the hole in your soul. Let him do what he always wanted to do, but maybe the distractions or maybe even unbelief blocked you from actually making a connection. But friend, I'm here to tell you when your light lights up with faith in Jesus Christ, I'm here to tell you you're on a journey with one who will never leave you and will never forsake you. He will be there. He's not the cause of your trouble. He's the answer for your trouble. And today can be that day for you. In a moment, I'm going to pray. And as every head is bowed and eye closed, and maybe you're in a room full of people watching on the internet right now, I want you to bow your head with me. Because before we pray, here's the invitation into this prayer, into this moment of faith, when we make that connection with the Word of God and faith in what He said. Because at some place, faith has to start somewhere. It doesn't just happen, and it's not assumed that you've already done it. Just because you've been to church doesn't mean you've received Jesus. I'll be a better person, and I'll come to the Lord. You can't get that good. There's only one way to come, just like you are, with oppression and darkness maybe hanging onto your life. Bring it to Jesus. Watch him deal with the darkness of your life. Watch him do it. He's the only one that can successfully liberate us from the dark shackles of our own lives. And I want you to know today that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is not intimidated by your challenges. He's the answer for them. And today he says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so today can be that day for you of God's touching your heart, and I know he's touching the hearts of many, those of you online right now, and I want you to know today, today is that day to pray and to make that faith connection and begin to walk with God. Many of you haven't been to church for a long time, and it's caused you to backslide in your behavior. Your disconnection from Jesus and from the family of God has caused you to make terrible decisions, but today can be that day when things turn around, 180 begins to happen in your life because the draw of Emmanuel upon your life. Listen to what he's saying and receive him today. In a moment, I'm going to pray, and for those of you in the room and those of you watching online right now, if you're online, you say, Pastor Pat, don't leave me out of that prayer. I, I feel God dealing with my heart. Pray for me, and I'm going to do that right now, and I just, I just want you to hit that button on, this, on the screen on your computer, and it's a lift the hand button that says, Pastor, I'm not, I'm not sitting this one out. I'm saying yes to Jesus. Maybe you're in the room today, and all over this room, you'd say, Pastor Pat, don't leave me out of that prayer. I feel God tugging at my heart. I know I need to get my life right with God. And I know Jesus is the only way. And so today, Pastor Pat, pray for me. Don't leave me out of that prayer. I know I need to make a connection that's real and meaningful, an experience with God that never stops. I need Jesus in my life, Pastor. I need more than religious services. I need a real God with me every single day, and that's who Emmanuel is. 
And so in a moment I'm going to pray. I just want to know who I'm praying for. If you're in the room today with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in this room today, you say, Pastor Pat, please don't leave me out of that prayer. Pray for me today. If that's you, wherever you're at, lift up your hand, wherever you are, and I'm going to pray for you. I see you all over. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Yeah, lift your hand nice and high. I just want to know who you are. God bless you. I see you. I see you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. I see you all over the room. God bless you today. Thank you, dear. God bless you today. God's so good. I'm going to look one more. I see you, sweetie pie. God bless you. Yes, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Those of you online, make sure you, you just touch that button. If there's 15 people in the room and all 15 need Jesus today, one at a time, just punch that button. I need Christ in my life. And Emmanuel is about ready to do an invasion. I'm telling you, he's coming. He's coming right now. By the time we get to the amen, your heart will change and you'll be, your direction of your life will change and Jesus Christ will put assurance in your heart that not only are you a child of God, but you're going to go to heaven because of the son's sacrifice. And I'm telling you today can be that day for you. Anybody else in the room, you say, Pastor, don't leave me out of that prayer. I want to know my sins are gone. I want the freedom and the peace that only Jesus can bring. And I want to know that he's with me, facing the challenges of life with me. Pray for me, Pastor Pat. Anybody else, you want to say yes to the Son of God? Because you, please hear me, you can reject him. He is rejectable as well as acceptable. You can reject him. But there's a reason for the season, the reason for the gift giving, the reason for the joy. And Jesus is the core reason for all of this. I want you to pray right out loud. Those of you online, pray right out loud together. Pray with me this prayer. Dear God in heaven, I come in the name of Jesus. And I believe in you. Thank you for believing in me. Emmanuel, come into my life. Please forgive my sins and be the Lord of who I am. I receive you today and all that you've done for me. Thank you, Lord, that you died in my place. You rose from the dead. Please come into my life. I know I'll never be the same. Today, I am born again. I'm thankful, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name I pray. Come on, give me a good amen, everybody. Amen. Come on, somebody shout a good amen in the house. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at LWC Dayton and on Facebook at Living Word Dayton.